We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and, of course, the Eurostep Podcast Network. I am joined, as always, by my just fantastic co-host, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? I'm doing well after fantastic. Yeah. It's nice. It's very nice. Uh, before we get into anything... Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening. Podcast platform of choice. YouTube, make sure you leave a five-star rating. Podcast platform of choice. Leave a like on YouTube. Ty, we have some big announcements today. We have a pair of huge announcements to make. Rohan, every time we talked about, hey, find us on YouTube. Join the Discord. The merch store was, was easy. But a lot of the things that we talked about on air and we encouraged our listeners to check out, it wasn't easy. Was it, Rohan? We had to say... Hey, go to Rohan's Twitter bio and click the link. It sounds like spam you would see on TikTok or Instagram is honestly how it sounded. So we wanted to do something about that. So we did something about that. We did do something about that. Ty, we have a website that we are launching, gspn.info. It is a place where you can find everything and all things Eurostep Podcast Network. You can find uh, the links to the podcast themselves, the YouTube, our Substack, uh, how to get into our Discord. Uh, what else am I missing? Um, we've got the merch store there, even though yeah, you merch can also store. just visit gspnstore.com. Substack, little bios about us, including our Twitter handles, the email to contact us. It's all right there, plus something new. Yes. Announcement but part again, two. Announcement part two. But gspn.info, it's a good website. It's where you can get everything. That is also where our new off-season game is located. Yes. yes. So you and I, we made, uh, we made this little uh, web app, this game, where you can sort of simulate the Bucks off-season. There's so many choices you can make. There's a lot of different paths. There's a couple hidden endings. There is, it's fun. We had a bunch of fun putting it together. It is just an opportunity for everyone to go out there and sort of say, hey, what, what are you going to do if you were the Bucks GM this offseason? What are you going to do with Pat? What are you going to do with Bobby? What are you going to do with your taxpayer mid-level? Who are you going to draft? Are you going to keep your draft pick? It's all there. It's all there in that game, which is linked right in our website, gspn.info. Yes, it's right up front at gspn.info. That is just as simple as it sounds, gspn.info, info, and then you are at the Eurostep Podcast Network website. And yeah, we've got the game. It is, I, I came up with the idea, I started it, then Rohan made it actually good. It was originally going to live in Google Forms. It would have not been good. Now it's its own site. There's a very nice end screen. So I think we don't want to dive in too much today, although we will dive into one segment of it. That will make more sense in a minute. In a minute, But the big takeaway is check out the website, check out the game, 
And once you complete it, and you know, if you want to do a couple runs, once you get the lay of the land, that's fine. Once you get your desired off-season results, there's an end screen where we ask you screenshot that and share it with us on Twitter or in the Discord if you're in there, because we want to see, you know, how people get through. We've showed just a few people already, and I think my favorite thing about it is seeing how different people have taken, you know, different positions, especially on a couple of the questions. And I think it's just going to be a lot of fun to see, you know, how folks feel. Because I think, you know, you and I probably have our optimal paths that we take by now. I'm sure there's a lot of people who have very different paths. And I can't wait to see, you know, some of the crazy off-season results people come up with. For sure. Make sure you share those results with us. Check it out. Again, I will warn you, I'm not like a, a web developer or anything. He's so if there are any... Basically any working issues. at Facebook next week. That's not true. But uh, <laughs> if, if there are any issues with it, let us know. Yeah. We will fix it as soon as possible. Uh, but yeah, this is just something that we wanted to do and we, we made it happen. Yeah, uh, we're really excited about it. So again, shout out Rohan who, who programmed this thing up a bit for us. And yeah, we're excited. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know should we try more of these? I don't know when the next one could possibly be, but you know, it, at the very least next off season, but if people really like it, maybe we'll come up with, maybe we could do historical. Ooh, that'd be fun. That would yeah. be fun. Something to think about. Uh, who knows what that would look like, but and if for, you have any, any other ideas for any yeah. other concepts, just let us know because we can make it happen. GSPN, baby brewers, bucks, video games. Uh, whatever Adam and Jordan are working on. I don't even want to put a name to that and potentially reveal too much info, but that's going to be a new type of noun for us. Like new nouns of merch. Oh yeah. Cars, maybe? Question mark? Cars? Exclamation point? Imagine if we roll out a car next year. (laughs) (laughs) I think that'd be the least expected thing in the history of the universe. Yeah, like, can like, you think of anything more improbable than GSPN launching a car? Next no, your, your friendly neighborhood Milwaukee sports podcast and more network is just like. Also, we created uh, a rival to the Camry. Yeah, we just have this. We have a fully operational, you know, <laughs> just a facility where we're pumping out cars. Now. Yeah, yeah, we, we've got. Uh, there's a long wait list. No, we're not going to do a car. I don't think. I, I won't rule it out. You never know. But uh, never say never. But today, so uh, the actual podcast announcements aside. Go check that stuff out. Let us know how you feel. Everything else, gspn.info. We've got some Bucks news to discuss and one part of the off-season simulator game that we announced right now is the wild card section. So later on in the pod, we're going to talk about some semi-unrealistic, pretty unrealistic wild card options that could technically be available to the Bucks in free agency uh, that I think fans are pretty excited about. Well, some of them. I don't think fans are pretty excited about all of them, but who knows? Uh, that's why we wanted to do the game to see how people felt. But let's start with some news. I think the most pressing and exciting item over the last few days since we recorded last, I believe this was Saturday, I think Friday, Saturday, sure. uh, whenever it was, Mark Stein is one of his Substack columns reported the following. Quote, Milwaukee's Bobby Portis can become a free agent this offseason if he bypasses a $4.6 million player option for 2022-23, but there is already tangible resignation from some interested teams that they won't have any shot at luring Portis away from the Bucks. The expectation already in circulation is that Portis will re-sign with Milwaukee on a multi-year deal even if he does opt for free agency. So, you know, that is... Obviously, one of the two big bucks who is slated to hit the market this offseason, along with Pat Connaughton. Three. Three. Uh, Thanasis, you're going to say? Yes. Yeah. I saw that one coming from a mile away. Um, but uh, Pat already basically more or less said he wants to be back in his in his press openings. Bobby, I think, was very complimentary, but less, less solid, less sign-sealed delivered. But this sounds like the... Of course, it's not tampering, but um, yeah, I was gonna say, can we, can we, can we not let the Bucks lose any more draft assets? That would be good. Yeah, uh, we are down a 2025 second rounder, I believe, from Indiana. Was it or so? No, uh, I don't remember. No, oh, it's this year. Yeah, it's second. this year's. You're right. And there's two in a row gone. Yeah, Miami just... lost the very next pick. So if you're sitting at 58 or 59 or whatever it is, you get two spots higher. It's a big deal. It's just it's just baffling to me. I'm not I've said it before. I'm not gonna yeah, yeah. belabor this point again. 
But yes, no tampering, please, from the Milwaukee Bucks. But Ty, this is this is significant news, like you mentioned. It's also not something we've really heard in the past if it wasn't going to happen. Because we've seen this before with guys like Chris Middleton. The, the reporting even before free agency was, yeah, it's likely that he's going to stay. There was no such reporting with uh, P.J. Tucker last offseason. And obviously, they went their separate ways. So this is, like you said, it's not like signs he delivered for any of them. Please don't. Again, no tampering, please. But it does instill a bit of confidence that both Pat and Bobby are going to be back with the Bucks next season, which is good because, like, these are their two of their three biggest free agents. You just have to maintain, you have to maintain, like, a championship-level team because we both believe, a lot of other people believe, this is a championship-level team. I don't want to go if Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt, whatever injuries happen. It is a championship level roster. This team can get back to the uh, to the mountaintop next season if they keep their guys together and make some moves around the margins. It's very important that you keep these two, and it looks like they will keep both Pat and Bobby. There was actually a report from Jake Fisher last year that the Bucks. We're interested in re-signing PJ for two years, $20 million. So it's not 100%, but I do agree that typically this is a good thing. Wolfel's press box also reported this, so not great news for Jake there. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, it, it's, it's exciting news. I think, you know, I was re-listening. I've actually been trying to share a clip on Twitter for like two hours and just not able to do it. So hopefully I can do that at some point. But there's a clip from our last pod where we're talking about the Bucks' needs. If you haven't yet, go check that one out. And my number one was a four slash five to enable Giannis at the five. And we had a little combo in there about can Bobby be that player? Can they do enough offensively? Can he continue to improve defensively so that Bobby Giannis four or five is effective enough for the Bucks and they can downsize? We know they like to play big. But it's important to be able to go small if you have to. I really think if this does end up being true and, and Bobby resigns pretty quickly, it's going to have to be him, right? Like I think I, I'd, I really doubt that Bobby signs and let's just assume Pat signs. At that point, outside of, you know, which I think was pretty low on both of our boards for needs, three on mine, five on yours, a true backup center, you know, that is the only other front court player I could see the Bucks having any interest in at that point, whether they draft a young big man or bring in somebody, um, either you know, a young player or just someone to be a, a backup body, much like Serge Ibaka was this year or Boogie was earlier. You know, I don't think they're going to go after and prioritize another four, right? Like that's a lot of fours between Giannis, sort of Chris, sort of Pat, Bobby, and obviously you still have Brooke around who's playing a lot of minutes at the five, none at the four. But I just think like that's that's where you're at. So either you know Chris or Pat steps up more, and maybe both of them. Maybe that's just your three four, or Bobby's just able to do it. But I do think that's going to be fascinating if they do keep both, because it is kind of a bet on Bobby Portis. I assume then with either draft picks or you know the taxpayer mid level, probably going guard because we saw the playmaker issues that reared their ugly head against Boston and a little bit against Chicago, honestly. Yeah, plus you just don't have a lot of money to play with at that point. Uh, you're going to be deep, deep, deep into the tax if you're keeping both of these guys. So you're, how much of your mid-level are you going to use? Uh, do we incorporate this into the game? We might. Uh, we might have done that. Uh, but you just, you're not going to have a lot of money to play with knowing this ownership group. You, just, you have limited assets. So if you do re-sign both Pat and Bobby, you're making a massive, massive bet on Bobby. And plus, also, like, you're not even just doing that. You're just retaining talent. Because even if both of those guys walked, it's not like you have salary cap space to just go out and sign someone. No, that's not how this works. It's like for all the people, like, two year, three years ago, however long it was, I don't know what time is, when Chris Middleton was up for uh, a contract. It's like, oh, we can let Chris leave, go sign X star free agent. No, that's not how that works. You're already deep into the deep over the salary cap, but you're allowed to keep these guys because you have their early bird rights in Bobby's case and their full bird rights in Pat Connaughton's case. 
So even if you let those guys go, it's not like you can go and combine their salary to go find someone else. No, you're just going to be left with no talent or less talent. Yeah, and I think the other, the other I guess, issue is just roster spots. If you re-sign Pat and Bobby, let's assume Thanasis comes back. Let's just uh, let's just ignore a trade. So let's, I mean, Grayson and Hill. I think we'd both be fine if neither was a buck next year. But I don't think either would get released, right? So and and they're currently guaranteed spots. So let's just keep them in here. Giannis, Chris, Drew, Brooke is four. Grayson, Pat, Bobby is seven. Hill eight. Thanasis nine. Let's just assume they keep their their non guaranteed guys because they like them. That's eleven between Tuck and Luca Vildoza. If you bring back um, Javon Carter, then you're up to 12. If you draft a player, that's 13. Uh, if you sign Mamu, that's 14. And I think, you know, who knows what will happen there. But safe assumption that the Bucks probably enter the year at least with 14 rostered players. That's the amount you need to have under the CBA. You can have 15, well, 16 counting the two ways, but 14 NBA roster players uh, because it's cheaper and quite honestly – I mean, this isn't one I'm going to get up in arms about. I don't need them to roster a 15th guy. It's fine, but you're already getting kind of close for now. To, for now, like at the start, at the start of the season. Yes, 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 yes. Buyouts and everything that can change, but you know, you're already getting close to that 14 number, depending on a couple things that could go either way. Um, and yeah, it's just you're really and that I didn't even include any free agent signings in that. So even if you say uh, I don't want to roster one of Mamu, Tuck, Vildoza, Carter, whatever. You know, you're still every player you sign then goes back toward that to your 14 number. So, yeah, I, I think you can have 15 spots. You kind of. I'm just gonna yeah. assume 14. Okay. I'm just gonna go off of the basis of 14. Um, but it, it, Bobby is, and listen, he's earned it, right? I mean, he was great in the in the finals. He was he was great in the championship run. He, he was had great an, this postseason. He had an awesome regular season. He was good this postseason. He was okay. the second best second best Bucks big in the postseason. No, nah, I don't think so. I think so. I think he was third. Uh, you counting Giannis? Yeah. Giannis, Brooke, Bob. I think Brooke was better. I had Brooke and Giannis didn't. Brooke and Giannis weren't the best big tandem during the playoffs. It was Brooke and, I, sorry, Giannis and Bobby. I mean, I, I think Brooke looks worse in retrospect because Bud was just like, hey, just drop off Grant Williams and YOLO. And I, I just don't know if I blame Brooke for that. Sure, but like just pure production value. It was Giannis and Bobby. Was it? Yeah. I don't think even it was. With, even net rating and everything. I mean, yeah, that's fine. I think, you know, after game seven, the net rating's going to be pretty damn skewed. But um, I think the Bucks starters' net rating is really bad anyway. Like, I think Giannis ends up with a, a, a for him, poorish net rating after the series in total. But I mean, I think. Brooke was more effective offensively, it felt, even for most of that series. And defensively, he got put out of position. But when he is in the paint, we know what he does there. So I'd give him an edge, whatever. It's close. Um, but I think the the real issue was, for Bobby, the offensive ineffectiveness. So I think that's going to be, you know, continuing to improve on defense is great. Clearly, he's never going to be P.J. Tucker on that end. But I think he's got to be, next time the Bucks are in one of these tough series, Hopefully with all of their players, but you never know. The NBA is is a, a an injury-prone league. Can he, or he has to, I should say, have more of a consistent offensive impact? So whether that's shooting more threes with less hesitation, maybe getting to the rim more or closer to the rim more and settling less for those longer mid-range shots. I do think that's going to be really important as we go forward here uh, with Bobby Portis seemingly coming back to the Bucks, which is, again... It's awesome news. I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, but fresh off of the loss to the Celtics, you know, there were just some things that need to be improved upon there for Bobby and the Bucks to get back to where they were two years ago and obviously where they want to be. True. And let's say all else fails, it's a tradable contract. Yeah, almost certainly. It, it's it's impossible for the Bucks to overpay him based on the salary constraints. We're guessing it's like 11-ish million a year, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, 11, 12, something yeah, it can go up a little bit usually with with year over year, but it's not going to be a wild amount, and you know it's probably going to look like a an underpay no matter what. Which you know it's a solid chance, even though he could make actual max if if <laughs> in a much different world. I think there's a solid chance Pat's contract ends up being the same. 
Yeah, around there. Uh, but our second piece of news yes. uh, is that the Bucks lost an assistant coach. Darvin Ham has been yeah. announced as the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. He had his press conference on Monday. Again, this has all happened since we last recorded, so forgive us. I, we know this is old news at this point. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, congratulations to Darvin. I'm, gl- I'm so glad he finally got an opportunity to be a head coach. Yeah. He's been in interview cycles for it feels like forever now. Uh, he's always been a guy who's been labeled as next man up, but you actually have to get that next man up opportunity. And he now has it with the most premier franchise in the league. Yeah, I'm glad you put it that way because there is a lot of, and I think this is especially, you know, Bucks fans are always going to have a bias against teams like the Lakers. And I get it. You know, if when the Bucks wallowed in, in agony for five years, that was just like, the two thousand, like the nineties, and then the latter part of the two thousands, and then like the twenty tens, and there was never a LeBron who just showed up because of the city that the Bucks are based in, uh, and that will never happen. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. Um, but I, I keep seeing the sentiment that is essentially: is it even good? Is it bad that Darwin got this shot because it's the Lakers and they're dysfunctional, and he's got a you know uncoachable LeBron and everything else, and. Outside of, and I always forget the guy's name now, but the first Cavs coach when he came back, like Mike Brown just got a job. Spolstra's seen as one of the best coaches in the league. I think Vogel's going to be second in line to get a job. David Blatt. David Blatt, thank you. Um, He just went back to Europe, which is fine. But uh, uh, Vogel now is one of the most um, sought-after hires. I'm sure he will be next time, um, probably number two after someone we're going to touch on in a second. Uh, And... Who am I forget? Oh, Ty Lue is is the Clippers coach and highly regarded. So it's not like the guys who have coached LeBron have become like jokes or laughing stocks around the league. And you know the Lakers' job is difficult. It's not an ideal roster. It sounds like there's a chance they run it back with Russ, which quite frankly is hilarious. But and, I mean, but it's also they're they're also hamstrung by Russ. <laughs> In that it's hard to it's hard to move. <laughs> if if only they weren't foisted that contract upon them by the league and no fault of their own. Maybe don't trade for the guy when it's that obvious. But I digress. This isn't a Rob Polinka thing. This is a Darvin Ham thing. And I you know I think this is a good call for the Lakers. I think it's a great job for Darvin Ham. Even if they don't win a championship, you're still gonna have a lot of eyes on you. And it sounds like he's taking the right approach from the jump. No nonsense. He's saying everyone needs to buy in on defense, including the stars. Sounds like he wants to play a modern four-out system. I'm sure the dunker spot is going to be worked in, as Eric Name pointed out on Twitter. Today, Monday, as we record. So I think he's going to look great there. I think it's going to be nothing but good for him. And I would imagine even if he's not the coach of the Lakers for five, ten years, whatever, which ten years just really doesn't happen, even five years, I think he'll be in a good spot to – you know, for this to be the first step in his head coaching journey. I, I don't think this is a graveyard. I think there's real upward mobility here. I mean, look, at Frank Vogel is now regarded as like a championship level coach. He was not. He is. He is. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I don't think it's bad that he gets to coach LeBron and AD and, and yes, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, it's just you can't like – the stage is there so you don't like mess up that's the that's the issue here but i don't really have any worries about darvin messing it up with this team the only thing that could go wrong is like a personality uh mesh errors or whatever but that's not on him that's on well, the roster that's on rob Polinka. and i think too even though darvin wasn't you know an all-star i think the fact that he played is going to help a lot there LeBron was excited on Twitter when the hire he played was played against announced. LeBron. He did play against LeBron. Uh, and I think Darvin is the kind of like, you know, played in the league, still a, a big, strong guy. Is I'm still not over the fact that he just picked up Bobby Portis, like me picking up my five-pound dog Sophie off of the couch. Like, that's crazy. And I think he's got an imposing demeanor. He had some awesome quotes today about what he's been through and the fact that there's no fear in him when it comes to coaching. I think he is the kind of guy who can, even as a rookie head coach, come in and have the respect of someone like LeBron, which is, you know, not something you can say about every coach in the league. For sure. For sure. Uh, wishing wishing Darvin the best. Uh, the bud coaching tree just keeps prospering. Speaking, I mean, it's all, tec- it's all technically the pop coaching tree, isn't it? It is, but it's also – that is the bud coaching tree, as is the newly single, ready to mingle – 
Quinn Snyder. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Coach of the Utah Jazz steps down. Donovan Mitchell is now questioning his extension. And I think a lot of Bucks fans would probably immediately jump to Mitchell and go, oh, can the Bucks get Donovan Mitchell? I don't care about that. The answer is no. I don't care about that. I don't never yeah, say never. Stop. Is he going to get never bought out, never. Rohan? Tradable salary time. Oh, my Tradable God. salary. Um, Tyler Harrow, enjoy Utah. Hero, enjoy Utah. No, I think they're going to love him there. But Quinn Snyder is, one of, is probably the premier coach on the market now. I mean, Frank Vogel, I think, is up there. But Snyder was the guy I was alluding to earlier as number one on on the available coaches list, right? Everyone wants to hire Quinn Snyder. Assuming, as uh, I think McMahon and Windhorse said, and this to me reads like something they just threw out. Like Windhorse will just throw something out there and people think it's reporting. I feel like this is not reporting, but apparently they said there are some teams who would think about firing their coaches and just hiring him. I'd be pretty surprised by that. What? Unless they were really close anyway. Um, to to find like, coach. Who, who are the teams you think would do that? The Kings. Knicks? Kings. All oh, the Kings would do that. Yeah, they hired Mike Brown like a week ago, but they would totally do that. <laughs> but here's Charlotte, the issue: Charlotte hasn't hired a coach yet. No, but they so they they are the one opening besides Utah. But they they've gone through an extensive uh, interview process, and both of their finalists are meeting with Jordan, who's going to make the final decision like this week. So it's certainly possible. <laughs> God, Jordan was the owner. Yeah, I was like, why is they, he? The reason that their job is still open is because Jordan was out of the country, just like doing Michael Jordan stuff, and he couldn't meet that's, with them. And he, he's not going to do it over Zoom. He's got to smoke a cigar so in their funny. face. Yeah, that's so funny to me. I can't believe I, for a second I just had a, like this moment of blank. Like I know I obviously know that Michael Jordan owns the Charlotte Hornets, but it's just like they have to meet with Jordan. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> So, um, but Mike D'Antoni and Kenny Atkinson, I think Atkinson would be a great hire there. D'Antoni, uh, I don't know, I, I guess. Be but fun. Yeah. Does Charlotte need more offense? Is that, you look at the Hornets, you say, hey, they really need offense? No, they need, they need a defense. Mike D'Antoni better find uh, whoever the coach's name who was with him in Houston. Ah, I don't remember now. He like, what's his name? He like retired, I think, to be with his I family. Forgot. And then yeah, they brought something. him back and I think he retired again, but... Um, whatever. 
But yeah, I, I they think, brought him back once they traded away Clint Capella and had no center. He's like, help us play defense, please. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. It was like, uh, so what do we do here? Bizdelic, Jeff Bizdelic. Yes, Jeff Bizdelic. Thank you. Um, assuming they can't get him to unretire for like the fifth time. Um, I, I don't know if that's the move. I, I like Atkinson's development um, ability he's shown with Brooklyn. But I think all this to say, I mean, those are not two slouch candidates, right? So it's certainly possible that that Charlotte kind of puts that on hold and, and gets Quinn in the building if he wants to coach there, which certainly is not a guarantee. Um, LaMelo is fun. I, I don't know if, if that makes that in Charlotte a prime coaching job or not. Uh, I suppose it's the one that's out there. But the reporting, the the speculation, I should say, is that Snyder will take a year, which would make sense. Could do some broadcasting, whatever else. Year or, abroad. Huh? Take a summer abroad. Yeah, that would be a very Popovich tree thing to do. Or there is a lead assistant chair available in Milwaukee. And as I was researching today, I knew there was a somewhat of a relationship between Bud and Snyder. Um, Snyder was an assistant on Bud staff. They also worked together in San Antonio. Um, they've said some very nice things about each other. Have a high opinion of each other. He's the he's the first one off the Bud tree. Yes, and it's going to be the best probably for a little while. Or was I mean, he was he first or was Brett Brown first? One of the two. Oh, you're right. Wow, it's a really good tree. Oh, it's kind of good tree. I think Brett Brown got done dirty. It's pretty impressive, though. I agree, and I think he's a pretty good coach. And he's like, we'll see how Darwin goes, but is probably going to slate in at fourth out of four, unless we're forgetting one. Kenny Atkinson. Oh, I forgot about Kenny. God, but Bud's tree is wild already. Uh, and Charles Lee probably will will make it six or seven or however many, and hopefully by because next. He's, because he's one of the candidates for Utah. Oh, yeah, it could be this could be this year. I forgot Utah now has to, to fill theirs. But otherwise, I assume Charles Lee will, will be lead assistant unless Quinn Snyder wants to do it. And there's a lot of people on Twitter who where I floated this idea who are mad about this, saying I, I, that's disrespectful. You know, Quinn Snyder it would be the is the best option in the market. The issue is there's no market. Assuming that Charlotte hires one of their two guys, it's just Utah. And you know, could he take a year off? Sure, why not? If he wants to coach, if he wants to hang out with Bud, refresh, or just be a win consultant. a title, yeah, win a title potentially, uh, probably again. Yeah, I'm sure. guessing he's got some from San Antonio. I just assume they all do. But I think that would be awesome, and I think the Bucks could really use the Bucks coaching staff could really use someone with that offensive pedigree, which is really what Snyder is known for. I think coming in and refreshing some of the sets. The Jazz were first, first in offense this last year, despite there being so many excellent offensive teams, with Rudy Gobert as their guy moving to the rim. Imagine now an offense that was first with Rudy Gobert being the role man, now put in Giannis. <laughs> it could be zeroth if Quinn Snyder is, uh, is helping the offense. And listen, it would be a one-year thing. He's not going to do this for the long haul. He's going to go get another head coaching job. But I think it could be an awesome year that helps the Bucks. So that is my my wild card coach. We're gonna talk about wild card players. There's my wild card assistant coach. That's how in the weeds I am. I like that. I think it could be perfect. He also has not won an NBA title, so that'd be fun. Oh, that would be good. That would be really cool. Yeah. He also never worked with the Spurs. Oh, he was just Hawks. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. For so ah, are you sure? Yeah. I thought there was something about summer league where they, he's with the Spurs. I was just reading about. Maybe it was maybe summer league. I don't know, but he's never worked with the San Antonio Spurs at the NBA level. Oh well, never mind on that then. So yeah, come get the first title, Quinn Snyder. Uh, but yeah, I agree. He would be perfect. He would be a great, uh, just a one-year sort of. Hey, let's have some fun here. Uh, reunite with Bud. It would be uh, it'd be a good time. It'd be a good time. He's my wild card pick as a head co- uh, assistant coach too. So I don't know. You know what it was? What? He was the head coach of the Austin Toros for three years. Oh, true, 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 true. Oh, but they weren't even purchased by the Spurs yet. Now I just have no idea. <laughs> oh, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. They were acquired in 2000. Never mind. Yeah, they were. They were. Okay, so that that's – he wasn't okay. with the he Spurs. He was in the Spurs organization. Yes, there it is. Okay. So that makes sense why it would be Summer League then. A lot of, a lot of Summer League teams, uh, staffs, if not head coaches – come from the G League ranks. So there we go. He's Solved also, the mystery. He's also, I don't, I'm not sure if you mentioned this, he's one of the 
rumored successors to Greg Popovich. Yes. Who? I wonder how long he's going to keep doing that. I don't know. I'd give it two years. I mean, he's the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, for now. Bud OTW. Yeah, for now. For now, Bud's coming, baby. (laughs) People are going to be mad about that. Um, Okay. Anything else on 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 Quinny Quinn Quinn, or should we talk about wild cards? Quinny Quinn Quinn. It rhymes with Chinny Chin Chin. Do you know about Chinny Chin Chin? Yeah. Okay. It's just funny. Yeah. Uh, But wild card players. So this is like you mentioned earlier. One of the sections in our game, again, gspn.info, it's linked right there. Uh, it is just a, just wild speculation. Like, <laughs> imagine the Bucks could get this player at a reasonable cost. Who would you pick? Sort of thing. Uh, this, this is right up my alley because I love this sort of stuff, just wild speculation. Uh, but Ty, Ty, do you want to start us off here? I do. So, do you want to just go through one by one, or should we rank them? Let's let's go through let's go through one by one. Okay. So, starting off, as as one would read in English, from the top left to right and down from there, the first option staring you in the face is probably my favorite, John Wall. So, all of these players are. So, Mo Bamba is a restricted. Oh, now I'd said another one. They, they can all hit free agency. Three of them are free agents. Two would have to be bought out. John Wall, the most likely, I think, to be bought out, uh, has not played in, in a year, sat out last year, did not, also not play the year before that. Gruesomely, on basketball reference for that season, the, the season is listed as did not play, injury, left heel, Achilles, infection. Ooh, that was two years ago. This last year, though, just did not play sat out, which you don't see that often these days on B-Ball Ref. But in between there, despite, you know, coming off the injury, only his age 30 season somehow, which is pretty wild. 20.6 points, 6.9 assists, 3.2 rebounds, shot 40% from the field, but 45% from two was like 31% from three. Never has really been a consistent three-point shooter. But I think... You know, your number one need for the Bucks was someone who can dribble uh, on our needs pod. John Wall can dribble. If the he shot's can, not going in. He can in, dribble. He can dribble real well. And I've heard he looks very good. Obviously, we haven't seen it. People have seen him work out. I think he's ready to play. I, I don't assume that he's going to look really rusty. I think this would be like uh, a massive move if the Bucks were able to snag John Wall on a vet man or whatever. Yes, and I'm assuming it would be a vet min because he has like he's getting bought out for like a 45 million dollar player option. So it's you can't you can't be too greedy, John. <laughs> you know, like 45 mil is a lot of money. I've got to check, but I think it actually doesn't matter to him because it gets offset. It gets offset anyway. Yeah, so it really it's like he makes 45 mil either way. So why not only sign for a vet min, which also helps the Bucks. And I mean, really, we're getting just outrageous now, but. Could still use the TPMLE on a different free agent as well, which that's like, geez, if they get someone else we're even a little bit excited about, I shouldn't say that. I think we'll get a little bit excited over everyone. But if they get another player who's actually good in John Wall, that would be like a ridiculous offseason. No, John Wall as your backup, backup point guard. Uh, let's be clear here. Uh, he isn't coming off the bench. He is going to be in spot minutes. He is not going to be a featured piece on this team. Having John Wall be that guy would be incredible. Listen, I know everyone wants to hate on John Wall. Sure, he can't be a star. The Bucs would not ask him to be a star. They don't need him to be a star. They need him to be an auxiliary piece. And if your auxiliary piece is John Wall, that would be incredible. He is definitely someone who can dribble. He is someone who can get to the rim. His finishing numbers have gone down a bit, but he can get to his spots. He can be a pull-up mid-range shooter. He's just... He's another creator. He'd be perfect. Yeah, uh, I think it'd be ideal. And honestly, I know you're saying backup. I could see eventually, if he looks good, that John Wall being a starter. And I think it's weird for sure. But ultimately, I think it could be a very good thing if Drew and Chris, and even Giannis a little bit, did a little bit less initiating and a little bit more play finish. My my worry there is introducing like a shaky shooter. 
Yeah. In there. I could see him close some lineups. I just don't think he'd be a starter. I have to see how he plays. I mean, I think if he's if he's still doing 21 and 7, I just don't know how long you can keep a guy like that on the bench, quite honestly. He'd be sixth man of the year. If it were a condition that he has to start to sign, but he looks good, would you sign him? Well, yeah. Yeah, I would too. He looks good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I mean, you're not going to know, no. I mean, he looks good in warm-ups, right? Like he works out and he looks good is what That's I true. mean. That's true. Oh, we don't want to have Darvin Ham to run through the workouts anymore like they did with Boogie. Charles Lee, it's your time, man. I mean, he is the guy who works with the guards. Darvin did work with the bigs. Perfect time to sign John Wall. Assuming Charles Lee is still on the staff. Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see. I mean, hopefully not, but that is uh, – then we really need Quinn Snyder to, to come through. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up on the list. Well, let's, let's skip to the one I spoiled. Okay, okay. Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. So he is a restricted free agent, correct? Yes. So yes. that makes this probably maybe the unlikeliest option. I see. Here's the thing, though. I don't think Orlando's going to keep him. I think probably not because it seems like they have their center of the future already on the roster and it's not Mo Bamba. But I think... And the number one overall pick. Who's going uh, to be a big? Yeah, a big of some sort, right? That's a good. That's a good point. Even if he's a forward, he's going to be like six ten or seven twelve if it's Chet. Um, but on the other hand, I mean, if if you're Orlando and you have Mo Bamba who's restricted, and he signs an offer sheet that is like two two years, twelve million, do you not just match out of like like very low level asset? Management? You match and then sign and trade. Yeah, I suppose. Like, follow what the Bucks did with Delhi. Oh God. Yeah, remember that? Well, no, that was didn't they just sign him? No, there was a sign and trade with the Cavs. Oh, did they work out a sign and trade? Yep. Oh, I, I, it's a little different because I think you'd rather have Mo Bamba on two for two. I think right away everyone was like, "Yeah, the Cavs are not paying that contract." Um, LeBron immediately tweeted, good luck so in Milwaukee, funny. man. <laughs> it's so funny. They had three days to match. I think it's the least likely just because, I mean, the Bucks offer is going to be so tiny. And I just assume, like, somebody is going to miss out on DeAndre Ayton and not want Yusuf Nurkic and then just go, oh, I guess we'll offer three years, $30 million for Mo Bamba and have ourselves a nice center for three years. But, but whatever. It's on the list. It's, it's theoretically possible. It's a wild card. It's wild. a wild card. Yeah, yeah. So make the I think you're higher on him than me. I like Mo Bamba. Don't get me wrong. I think you're, you think you're he higher. could be he could be the center of the future. There, so he definitely could be. Great defender, great rim protector. Has shown touch with the ball. He's young. He's fast. He's athletic. He's just a guy who can replicate some of the things that Brook Lopez does, and would be a perfect fit next to Giannis. Like try try to score on him. Like for all of we laud about Brook's defensive abilities which we should. He is a great defender. He's a great defender in the paint. Mo Bamba is capable of going out on the perimeter and holding his own. You can fully switch one through five with Mo Bamba on the floor. And if you get him as a free agent, you can develop him. You can get his bird rights. He can be the center of the future. Also, last season, he shot 38.1% from three, which is significantly higher than any Brook Lopez season. And again, Brooke also had uh, a year where he was nearly 37% and has not gotten back there since. So you, you never know, you know how real one good shooting year is. But, I mean, if that, if that continues to be around 38%, then you're talking about both ends being able to play truly five out, which around Giannis, certainly a tantalizing thought. Five out while being a seven plus footer. Yeah, having two guys who are roughly seven feet, but also playing five out. Yeah, that would be... A lot of fun to watch. I wish it could happen. I know. I, I think Wall is more likely. Which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, why not buy him out at this point if you're Houston? In unless you can get uh, the next guy, I don't know, a different guy in the list and some draft capital from, from a different team. I do, Yeah, I don't think any team is trading for John Wall. I think one team could trade for John Wall. Exactly one okay. team. Okay. Yes, it is one team. It is Darvin Ham's new team. It is the Lakers. Yeah, we're skipping all over the list now. This is not the order that's in the app, but 
Russell Westbrook is also on our list because he's another $45 million point guard who, quite frankly, is just not worth $45 million to his current team. And his current team probably better – well, the Rockets aren't better without John Wall, I don't think. They just don't care because they're bad and they're rebuilding and he's gone after this year anyway. And they want Kevin Porter and Jalen Green and whoever they draft to handle the ball. That's different. Lakers trying to win a championship clearly better without Russ, who does not fit with LeBron or Anthony Davis, or most good teams. I would actually be pissed if Russ got bought out and the Bucks signed him. It's just it's bad. It would be very bad. <laughs> you didn't have to say most good teams. Like- well, I think I did. Bad, bad defender. Awful defender. Awful defender. Who cannot you're shoot? Not wrong. Where is the appeal? You're not wrong. It's just funny. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I, I don't relish this. I don't I don't like to to go after a guy, but I just think if you're Russ, you kind of just need a team built around you that's like really built around you for his skill set, his usage, his insistence on never moving off of the ball on either end of the court ever ever. They said, "Is Russ going to is Russ going to be a pick and roller? Is he going to cut?" No, he never does. And he didn't in LA. What are so, what are the odds on Darvin and Russ fighting? Low. low, low. I think low. Russ I, would be scared. No, I think there's. I think there's going to be mutual respect. I, I don't know how much Russ will play in some games, but I, I think there'll be a mutual respect. But you know, we we saw an OKC tried to build around him for a, a long time after KD left, and they got MVP candidate Paul George there, and it still was like mellow when he was still relevant. Yeah, and it was like and, and Oladipo when Oladipo became good, and it was like no, he became good after. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, not a coincidence there, I think. Although Paul George was really good with Russ. But they were a first round out every year. They never accomplished anything except Russ's MVP. Like, I just don't see. They got see... outplayed by Jingles. I, he did. I just don't see the upside at this point. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. If, if I was an expansion team or just like my, my pitch for a while was the Knicks should go get him. Just because maybe you can get some some shine on his name, and he will he'll make a bad team better. I mean, I'm not saying he's yeah. a terrible player. If you put Russ on this year's Thunder, that's uh, <laughs> kind of funny, um, or the Magic or whoever, they're probably better to some extent. But I just don't think he's a ceiling raiser. I think he's a floor raiser. Bucks floor is pretty good, so uh, it's an option. I hope no one picks this in the game. Uh, and I certainly – I would actually be upset. He's the only player on this list where I don't even want him on the team. Yeah, I'd be upset too. I'd be very upset. There are uh, 20% of people listening to this are like throwing their phone right now or watching on YouTube. Hello to our YouTube viewers. And maybe still throwing their phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can still throw the phone. Uh, next up on the list, Victor Oladipo. Well, it's yeah. sort of, he had a bit of a resurgence in the playoffs this season with Miami. Uh, after not playing for the majority of the season, only coming back at the end of the season. He has season. played 12 games. Oh, no. He played 12 games with Miami total over the last two years. He played 33 games last year, but eight games this year in the regular season. Yeah. Part of the James Harden trade to Brooklyn somehow. Wild. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... We were high on him last free agency. We were like, yeah, if you're going to take a flyer on someone, take a flyer on Oladipo. I think we were proven right there based yeah. on what he did during my uh, during Miami's postseason run. I would agree. Uh, didn't, didn't get a lot of regular season run. As I mentioned, he was injured. But once he came back, he was able to be a defensive menace while also creating his own shot, creating some offensive juice as well. I still believe if he was the starting two for the Bucks, they would be incredible. Uh, yeah. Based on what they saw? Uh, I think you do kind of run into the same issue with Wall there. The shot is, is I think, Oladipo, I trust Oladipo's shot better. Trust he, him more, I should say. His bigger sample size was playoffs versus regular season. And it really – his. Like, you look at his slash line, you're like, oh, man, he just didn't have it. Shot 36% from the field. No, he actually shot a career high in the playoffs, 44.6% from two – but on the other end, a near career low, 27% from three on four attempts per game. Probably should have just stopped shooting at a certain point. 
I, I think there it's a question mark for either. I think both are, are I think I think Oladipo is well one, he's younger. Yeah, he's uh, and 30? two, he's a way way better defender. He just turned thirty in May. Wait, Oladipo? Yeah. What? They're he's, the same age? No, no. the Walls was a couple years ago. Oh okay. When he turned thirty. I think. I was like, there's no way. No, yeah, John Wall's 31. It's pretty close. He's going to be 32 in September. Less than two years difference. I would I would have thought it was more. Yeah, same. I would have well, thought it's like five. I mean, John Wall was drafted in 2010 and has pretty much been a star the whole time versus Oladipo three years later who less of a star the whole time, although certainly at a high peak. Yes, for sure. All NBA peak, Yeah, uh, I believe. But yeah, but even, still, even yeah, without hitting threes, ten points on on creating his own looks from two, really strong perimeter defense. It was the Heat's only offensive points. <laughs> the Heat, uh, really, you thought the Bucks injury luck was bad. The Heat were like just out of guys. Yeah, plus just no offense whatsoever. Like once you remove Tyler Hero from the equation, scraps. I think, and they I still mean, almost won the series. Yeah, I look at what defense can do, and. Honestly, like someone who's been tortured by Kyle Lowry, it was just tough to see the state he was in. Um, just clearly didn't didn't have injury wise. I think he'll probably look better next year, but um, that that was hard. But yeah, Oladipo uh, potential. I think they want to keep him. We'll see what happens. Um, but that would be again. I think that would. I think third on the excitement list are the ones we've gone through. But I'd be I'd be really excited about it. Same. I'd say he's probably second so far. You got him above Wall, below Bamba? Yes. I just I, I see the vision with Bamba. I just don't know if I fully trust it. And I know it's the youth is a huge deal. I don't know. Hey, you're all in on drafting a center. Why not get I, I, that a, might be part a, of it. a young, talented center? That might be part of it, yeah. Uh, last guy on the list here, TJ Warren. This is a Ooh. really interesting one. This is the ultimate, like, flyer of flyers because, I mean, I guess with John Wall too, but we haven't seen this guy play since the bubble. I think this is more of a flyer actually because Wall is healthy. We know he's healthy. Like, he's been in runs. He's been in practices. I know it's not the same as seeing He games. wanted to play last season. Houston yes. didn't want him to start. Yes. It, it's a little bit – he didn't want to play that bad, but he wanted to play. Um he was able to play. TJ Warren, I think a little bit of this is everyone knew what was up with the Pacers for pretty much the whole year. You know, maybe if things are different, he plays by the end of the season. Who knows? But he didn't, and he's dealt with a lot of really serious injuries. If you look at his games played year over year, 40, 47, 66, 65, 43, 67, 4, and then 0. So just not a lot of healthy seasons. But – Peak TJ Warren is an all-bubble guy who is an absolute bucket, a flamethrower. Just, you know, unfortunately has not been able to play. And it's, yeah. it's certainly – I apologize. I, also, card. I said he hasn't played since the bubble. He has played four games since the bubble. So played last year four games, yeah. yeah. Essentially not since the bubble. How crazy is it that he, he plays four games and is not able to play since then and is clearly not right? In those four games still average 15 points a game. Yeah, it's crazy. That's he was also stuff. There was also that weird story with him and Nate Bjorkren at the time. Yeah. Odd stuff happening with TJ Warren. Yeah. But this guy was dropping like 50 in the bubble. <laughs> Again, uh, Bucks fans know that they, the bubble has been uh, – it's an experience. It's an experience to say the least. Who knows what's true or not in there. A lot of 50 bombs dropped in the bubble. Uh but there's no denying the talent that TJ Warren has. If you want to slot a guy in, how tall is he? Six eight is just like a, a big, big forward, big forward, big wing. Just another guy. If you want to slide Chris up, you want to play Warren at the four, Giannis at the five. You could have another alternative to Giannis at the five lineups. If you Google TJ Warren and go to the news tab on Google, I was trying to see if there's real updates on his injury. It's just every team blog having TJ Warren as a good free agent target because he is hitting free agency and he's just um, like he's, he's clearly leaving and every team is like, yeah, let's give him a vet min and see if he can play. Yes, because he's not going to be commanding a huge amount of money. Like we said, this is a massive, massive risk considering 
his injury history and that he's played four games since the bubble. It's not going to be like anything where the Bucks are going to be hamstringing themselves trying to trying to create cap space because TJ Warren wants to sign with them. No, it's going to be maybe a part of your taxpayer mid-level or maybe a vet min. Maybe it's a prove year. Who knows? It's going to be something affordable. Okay, so the update is he was he was returned to full basketball activities from consecutive stress fractures in his left foot with 12 games to go for Indy. And then was the decision was made that he just wouldn't play, which I think makes a lot of sense. Probably would only hurt his value. Although I, I not I guess he could have helped it, but um, I, I doubt any. No, like you said, he's not getting a, a max or anything. He's probably always going to sign a one year, two year, prove it deal. Um, but certainly, uh, you winced uh, noticeably. That is a concerning injury injuries. But he does not turn twenty nine until September. So. Still young, one of the the youngest play, or the second youngest player on this list, uh, and you know if it goes right, uh, you had a bucket or just like a scorer on your list of needs. T.J. Warren off the bench is definitely that. He is. He is definitely a bench scorer for sure. Um, that would be perfect. I think uh, let's let's do our final rankings here. Yeah, I will say my number one, my top is Mo Bamba. Mine is number- John Wall. Okay, my number two is TJ Warren. Wow. Whoa, you're a lot higher on TJ Warren than me. I think this is going to get complicated. Here's my list. Wall, Bamba, Oladipo, Warren, Westbrook. Okay. And mine is, uh, what is it? It's uh, Bamba, Warren, Oladipo, Wall, Westbrook. So the ones we disagree about the most are Warren and Wall. We yes. predictably both have uh, Russell Westbrook last, and who then, thought? huh? Who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought? Uh, and Mo Bamba's top two for both of us. Interesting. So, I guess I am the John Wall optimist here. I just, I see the vision with Warren. I, I will say, I will I say, they're all super it. close. They're very close, on except my, for, except for Westbrook and Bamba. Those are my clear last and first. Otherwise, the rest of the guys are kind of bunched up. My one, two, three are close. Uh, Wall, Bamba, Oladipo, I'd be pretty happy with all. One and two, some distance, then three. I got to say then three, four. I'd be happier about Oladipo than Warren just because we just don't know what we're going to get with TJ Warren. And we just don't know if we can trust it. And I think we can say the same about Oladipo theoretically. You could, but we've just we've seen more recently. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, there's certainly, I think, injury a significant injury risk with Oladipo and Warren. That's kind of their commonality. Wall, it's just like, is he washed yet? Or how washed? I think how washed is he? He's washed to a certain degree. He's not, I don't think, ever going to be an all-star again. But, you know, how much can he give you? Can he give you 18 and, and 6, something like that, or, or not? I think yes. That's why I have him first, just because I think... You think John Wall's giving 18 and 6 on the Bucks? Yeah. He's really wow. good. He was really good. It was it was at one regular season before this. 20 and 7. Who was he passing yeah, but to? But also, he's going to be so low on the pecking order. For how long? Ty. I'm Ty. not saying I'm not saying he's better than any of their big 3. I'm saying a point guard like that. Okay. I don't so know how see, long he's get the ball out of his hands. Fourth. Minimum fourth. This 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 is similar to the Batman Robin stuff. I don't think he's better than any of those players. Christianus true, obviously. What I'm saying is, I think he could just end up with the ball a lot because he's going to do some awesome stuff with it. Okay, you are really riding high on really John high Wall. on John Wall in the box. What did I say? Eighteen, not eighteen. Let's say. It's an 18 and 6. Let's say no, I'm gonna The Bucks gonna, would have four guys averaging 18 and I'll say 15 and 8. 15 and 8? 15. I think 15 and 8 would be very doable. Look at the look doable. at the players he'd have around him. The 15 would be harder. Exactly. Well, that's fine. It's 10 and 8. It's still awesome. You think wow. 10 and 8? You think eight assists for John Wall and the Bucks is unrealistic? Yes. How, what are you going to do about the wall Giannis pick and roll with Chris in the corner and then Drew behind? 
And whoever drop. else on the court. Drop, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't you're know. Drop I, I and think... suck in because Chris isn't going to catch and shoot. He's going to take like four dribbles and then shoot. Yeah, it's going to ruin ruin Wall's assist total. I, I don't know. I I just think I'm very high on the idea of somehow, and this is really the only way. I mean, I guess Westbrook would have like 40 assists on the Bucks. I think. I, I just don't want to see it. Westbrook would have zero assists on the Bucks because Bud is going to cut him. <laughs> Fair. Um, he's going to be like he's going to go up to John Horse office. He's like, I've made this decision for you. <laughs> do something about it. Do it. Do you want to fire me? Go ahead. You're going to choose Russell Westbrook over me? Go for it. No, he I made it's, my decision. Russell Westbrook has been cut. It's cheaper on the tax bill to replace Russ on a min than it is uh, Bud. So that, that's an easy call for the Bucks. No, I'm, I'm really high on the idea of uh, a truer point guard on the Bucks, And I think it could be really good for Milwaukee. And I think to a lesser extent, and obviously a much different roster, but like things were just a lot different when George Hill two, three years ago, whatever, was running the show. And I think while you know certainly depleted from a few years ago, Wall now is probably going to do more with the ball than Hill then. That's fair. I, I think it would unlock a lot for Giannis, Chris, and even Drew, although the fit there is a little bit weirder. I just think John Wall having the ball in his hands enough to average 15 and 8 or whatever. 30 and 20. <laughs> what did you say, 10 and 8? Uh, let's let's go 12 and 7. 12 and 7. Settle okay, on 12 and 7. 12 and 7. John Wall having the ball enough to average 12 and 7 is the problem. Think about think about all the non-Giannis minutes throughout the season. When now you just have like John Wall and Chris and everything else. I don't know. You're I, really high on John I think I'm, <laughs> You see why he's my number one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But even I'm not this high on Mobile. <laughs> well, yeah, I, that's why I'm Mobile number two. I, I just I, I think there's more immediate potential there with Wall. That's true. That's true. We'll see. Watch. They'll get him now and it'll just be terrible. This will be the, the new number 37. I don't know. Man, uh, that's dream. true. We, there is a, there is a, what's the word I'm looking for? Precedent. Uh, precedent for yeah, it. Yeah, I know. You. I don't remember. Uh, us arguing and then next next tweet we get like in an hour is going to be a Woge notification <laughs> that John Wall has been bought out. And his, one of his preferred destinations is the Bucks. I would uh, cop a jersey. Expeditiously. <laughs> we'd, have, we'd have to at this point. Expeditiously. Um, but yeah, those are our lists. Uh, I was going to say, let us know what you think. You can let us know what you think. By playing the game yeah. and sharing your results, this is an option on the game. It's linked the first link in gspn.info. Make sure you check that out. Uh, Todd, do we have anything else we need to talk about? We do. We have Choose Ooh. Your Fighter. Yes, yes, yes. It's my turn, and I didn't prepare, but I'm just going to go on the fly. So okay. it is now summer. It's nice outside. I've gotten outside a bit. It's great. Uh, you really don't realize what – kind of numbers seasonal depression can run up until it gets nice out again. So I like to get outside and I, a lot of people, you know, oh, I like to just lounge around. That's fun. I'll do that. You know, go boating, whatever. I like to play. I like to do something. I like to, I'm a sporty kind of guy. I'm not good at them, but I enjoy it. So I'm going to give you three sport options for okay. this episode's Choose Your Fighter. We're not going to do basketball. One, it's better inside. I hoop outside almost exclusively. I don't have access, but I think it's better out inside, and it's just too obvious for a basketball podcast. So we're going to go a different direction. The three options are golf, tennis, and I'm trying to think of a good third one that's like pretty broadly accessible, which I haven't really done. A football. Football. Okay. Golf, tennis, football. Outside sports for the summertime, choose your fighter. This one's pretty easy for me. Okay. It's tennis first. Okay. It is football second and it's golf third. You're not a golfer. See, I think a lot of people will just default golf who are golfers, but um, which I probably will go that way. I yeah, do you like tennis. this though. weekend, didn't you? I did golf. Me and Numak, nine holes. Don't ask me how I shot. Wasn't good. How'd you shoot? First round of the year is how I shot. <laughs> I think I did a 61 on nine. I don't even know if that's good. No, it's not. Like uh, in the 50s is pretty good for me. In the 40s would be – I've never shot in the 40s. I'm not very good. But uh, I was 61. I was real close to 50s and 
It's my, my, my short game is really out of whack. But that's the thing about golf. You suck at golf and you're still like, yeah, I love golf. No other sport. If I was bad at football for five years, I wouldn't be like, hey, let's go throw on a football. And I, I cock back a throw and it immediately goes through my living room window. Only golf. You're like, yeah, let's keep doing it. What if I include – what if you could go either way, frisbee golf or golf golf? Does that change your ranking at all? Ooh, frisbee let's golf do that. is fun. Let's do that. Let, let's make that oh, a variable man. one. I might go frisbee golf second, you know. Okay, so it's not not beating tennis. No, t- I love tennis. I love tennis. I rekindled my love for tennis a few years ago. Uh, I was working in the lab over a summer, and we used to play tennis every Friday as a oh. lab. It was. It got so. It got competitive. We got. We yeah. got so much better at it. Yeah. But I love tennis. I used to play a lot of tennis when I was like really, really young. Uh, but then I it sort of fell off, picked it up again in college. It was, uh, it's fun. It's fun. I love tennis. I picked up tennis for the first time in college. And as someone who really enjoys competing, I, I think it's great. I think tennis is like probably the most competitive one-on-one sport out there. I would say even up there, I think basketball is clearly up there. And I guess like fighting, if you want, if you want to say uh, combat sports, probably number one. Cause you're like, Boxing. <laughs> yeah, you're beating the hell out of each other. But I think tennis is right up there. Like tennis is gets can get heated. It's a lot of fun. Uh, great, great sport. I think I'll probably say golf slash frisbee golf. Either one I'd put first, then tennis, and then football. I enjoy tossing around a football. Yeah, it's just hard. That's why I didn't include baseball. It's it's just hard to like. You're gonna get a group like if you're in a league. That's one thing. I know there's a lot of great touch and flag and and even tackle leagues just for like for friends and everything. But if you don't have access to that. You know, you're really just two on two football is good. Playing football, like talk, playing catch, having a catch, that's fine. I, I think I really, I really, now that I'm old, you just, you don't have any friends. You have like one friend, you have half a friend, whatever. If I can play a sport, like golf, you can be alone, but with one other person is fine. Tennis, it's great. Football, it's like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, football is going to be third for me if we're doing frisbee golf. Because that's fun. I love, I love the Frisbee. Frisbee golf is is truly elite. And I think I need more around me. There's so many good parks. I haven't in gone in so long. Oh, man. We'll have to have you up. Go. We'll have to go to – sadly, we missed the Utter Tuggers. But we'll have to do a, a – a, um, I can't even remember their actual name now. The Timber Rattlers. Timber Rattlers. Yeah. We'll have to do a Timber Rattlers game and some Frisbee golf. Or maybe I'll get on there again. Who knows? But that's, that's fun, right? Good, good yeah. on the fly. Choose your fighter. It is a good uh, on the flight choosing, right? I've just I've gone golfing once in my life. Went terribly. I went it's to a driving range last last summer for the first time in a while. Went terribly. It's really uh, hard. I also like I don't have my own golf clubs, obviously, because I don't golf. Yeah, it'd so be I was bad using if my you did. friends, my friends' golf clubs, who's like five six inches shorter than me, <laughs> just didn't didn't work well. I I would advise if you ever actually want to get into it, it, it is worthwhile, but there's just like an investment of time and money. But definitely like thrift clubs. I would say that to anyone who's going to start golfing because, you know, you can go into – never never shop clubs at a pro shop. I mean you can go to Dick's Sporting Goods and get a nice set of irons and a couple drivers. It's like like $1,000 pretty easily. Go to Goodwill. Get some whatever. You know, it's dinged up. Whatever. You're learning the sport. If you really love it, upgrade your stuff later. But that would be the advice I would give you. Solid advice. Yeah. It's a good choose your fighter type. Thank you. Let us know what you think for that. Uh, everyone listening. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Eurostep Podcast Network. Uh, make sure you check out gspn.info. Make sure you check out the game. Please send us your results. Uh, yes. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, share it with your friends, family, show whoever you want. Uh, it's just, it's out there. We made it for you guys to enjoy. Uh, so make sure you enjoy that. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening. Leave a five-star rating. Uh, leave a like on YouTube. Make sure you turn notifications on for our videos. Um, but yeah, make sure you check out the subsect, check out the merch, gspnstore.com. Uh, happy Pride Month, everyone. Yeah. Uh, pod random, and we will talk to you next time.